0: Hi everyone, I'm Ahana, and I'm Celine, and welcome to the second Wednesday episode of the We We Are podcast. Podcast. Just in case you didn't know, this podcast will go over all and any prevalent issues that are happening in the world. But we won't make it boring. It's going to be a podcast from teens to any youth that want to be more involved in their communities. Our main goal is to inform and educate kids that aren't taught the important concepts that are needed for them to thrive and help others thrive when they get older. If you want to hear more about our purpose, check out our website and our introduction on Spotify. Okay. So for today's episode, we'll be talking about um, poverty, right? Yeah. So part of that is part of like a really big reason that we even mm-hmm. created this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's like about how kids, underprivileged kids are affected unproportionately, right? Right, yeah. And lots of poor communities don't have, like, access to certain materials and resources and, like, media that, like, a lot of other kids have as- access to and that really affects like their learning yeah and their overall does. like graduation rates and a lot of different areas of their life yeah so this will be kind of a two part episode in mm-hmm. the first episode we're going to talk about the prevalence how it affects people and then we're going to have an interview from yeah. someone and so, they're going to talk to us about how where they see it in, in their like, schools and like how people would poverty can help themselves and stuff like that and then for the second episode we're going to be talking to a very experienced person on this Mm -hmm. topic and we're going to be talking about what you can do the programs that kids in poverty can attend how you can get help and and how you can help others and like what what programs the schools offer that can help kids in poverty yeah how do you access those like everything kids in poverty and kids not in poverty that want to be more Mm -hmm. educated about this need to know and also a lot of just different aspects to poverty like government right yeah different just there are so many different aspects of poverty that I feel like everyone should learn about so that is what this episode is for yeah all right so let's start off by talking about the problem what it is and what is the impact of it right yeah so let's talk about First, I think we should talk about um, a little bit of more about how prevalent poverty is. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people don't realize how prevalent it is. It's, it's a so lot. Prevalent. Yeah, it's a lot more prevalent than many people realize. Mm-hmm. In fact, in America, almost 11 million, which is one in seven kids, are living in poverty. Yeah, and so this is including this is um, this statistic is by AmericanProgress.org, and mm-hmm. it, it talks a lot about different like children's in poverty right and when you think about it like think of all the people at your school one in seven people that is a lot and kids also make up one third of all people living in poverty yeah I mean that is crazy I did not know this before that actually I didn't you know according to this source it says this number should be unimaginable in one of the world's wealthiest countries we are we are yeah yeah. we are so much more wealthy than other countries yet so many people and kids especially are Mm -hmm. living in poverty and I feel like that takes a big toll on kids in general and their families and just their entire living situation yeah and with COVID-19 the Mm, situation is just getting so much worse because so many people lost their jobs their businesses just boom Mm -hmm. failing so many different factors play into poverty and so many different like especially this year it's gotten so much worse and especially since a lot of kids in poverty also have um difficult home situations with their parents Mm -hmm. and since they're forced to stay at home that can worsen them a lot because a lot of them have like programs at school where they get Mm -hmm. lunches if they're staying at Uh home they can't get those it can be hard to even have resource to food yeah or have access to food which is like really hard for a kid. Yeah. You're trying sure. to learn, you're trying to go to school, but like if you don't even have access to food or like a comfortable living situation, then that's really hard on kids. And in addition to like having trouble accessing that being Mm -hmm. in poverty also just puts you so much back on different things. Like it can make you more inclined to abuse drugs, become criminals. Yeah. And I feel like drug use is a big part of that because a lot of kids in poverty, they're number one, they may not be taught about drugs or they may use drugs as like a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. or something like that. And I feel like that's a big deal that's a big issue we need to address because drug use can ruin lives it really can yeah and we need to stop blaming people for drug use and instead helping them yeah and And it also, I feel like a lot, there's a stigma around people with drugs saying that they're just Mm -hmm. born bad, but that's not the case. Some people use mm -hmm. it to cope with their poverty or like... Or they're lazy. In reality, they're not. They're actually struggling a lot. Yeah, I think there was a statistic that one in three people think that the cause for poverty is being lazy. That's sad. That's not true at all. A lot of people like, are born into that and they can't get out of that hole. Yeah. And you just, they don't have the resources to even get out of that hole. And they don't yeah. know how to find the resources. And so it is not laziness at all. So I want to like really emphasize that point. It is not their fault. And it's yeah. not something that. And a lot of people that are in poverty when they're older we're in poverty mm-hmm. with their kids too. yeah so yes. Yeah. yeah and a, a lot of people when they have kids maybe they're not completely prepared and yeah exactly. they didn't realize how much money it's going to cost and that costs causes poverty another thing it's like I think that's important to note because like we said they have less access to food but that Mm -hmm. also means they have less access to birth control which could also cause them to have kids at an earlier age which means that they wouldn't be as prepared for it right right exactly so that causes financial stress financial just issues in general yeah and it could lead to so many different things especially depression because having Mm, that like Kids in poverty are statistically proven to be more um, likely to get mental health issues. Uh And that totally makes sense. When you think about it, like, kids who have a totally secure financial situation, Mm -hmm. like, they're probably more likely to be possibly happier just yeah, because, because they're not stressed right yeah they're not stressed they're not struggling i mean they're not struggling as much and they have access to food whenever they want it or yeah. like but then kids in poverty they have to be thinking like when am i gonna get my next meal like it's, it's and hard. they ha- also have to try to i feel like a lot of kids in poverty try to hide it from people so that's yeah also... there's a big embarrassment factor which we'll talk a little bit about yeah. later yeah let's but along with the drug abuse i think one of the biggest things that mm-hmm. kind of like hit us harder is kids in poverty are so much less likely to have academic and career success success yeah yeah, yeah. and also graduation rates graduation are lower too rates are and lower. i feel like success is like it's you need a strong a lot of the times you need a strong education in a strong like living situation so you can you know have access to materials and resources so you can have a strong job to like raise your family or whatever you're gonna do in the future Mm -hmm. so a lot of kids in poverty they don't have that they they weren't taught skills or just they weren't given resources so then in the future they don't know how to get a job they may not you know yeah have so I think one of This is such a startling statistic to me, but Mm -hmm. according to goodcall.com, students enrolled in college, um, this is, by the way, class of 2015, the Mm -hmm. the people in high poverty, their graduation rate was... 51% 51% that's oh my gosh that's like that's crazy that's crazy and then that's, low poverty was 76% that's twenty. percent think about that that's huge that's a huge difference yes that's one in four people more graduating, graduating yeah graduating college is a big part of your life and I it's so much easier yeah. to like get jobs in the future and because you're more like you have more criteria for certain jobs. Yeah, because people college. want the most experienced people. And if you have uh-huh. a higher degree, then they're gonna want to hire you over someone who yeah, just has a high school. But degree. a lot of people in poverty, like they're dealing with so many other things. It's hard to like balance their school life with their home life and everything yeah. else. And so they start like failing classes or you know not understanding material because they're like struggling so much that it's really hard to and i understand that i feel like it would be really hard to do well in school and maintain a good like gpa Mm -hmm. and then there's another statistics by caroline Mm -hmm. ratcliffe who by the Mm -hmm. way is a very she has a phd i think in poverty oh yeah wow extremely Mm -hmm. or like what's it called seasoned i think wait oh wait let me think Experience. Uh, she's extreme whatever experience <laughs> she's extremely seasoned on this topic i feel like that's that weird. sounds so she wrong sounds like bro. a rotisserie chicken <laughs> <All> right <laughs> yeah but basically these kids according to her and mm-hmm. this study was done in 2015 september 2015 mm-hmm. um they said that the people that were ever poor their graduation or like high school diploma was mm-hmm. at seventy eight percent, whilst the people who were never poor had a ninety two point seven percent rate of getting a high school diploma oh by twenty. Oh my god! That's like That's almost twenty percent more. Almost twenty percent, yeah. And that just goes to show you that it really does affect kids. Mm-hmm. It truly does. And then it's even worse for because okay so persistently poor people mm-hmm. they have a 63 percent chance of getting a high school oh, diploma by the uh-huh. age of 20. That's only a little bit over half like that's not that much over 50 yeah. percent when you think about yeah. it. Yeah and you know of course these um it might be a little bit better now but but it's still, still it's still same. prevalent. It's I still think it's the same definitely especially this year with COVID. I yeah. think it could be even more prevalent. Yeah it's still very important to talk about right and um It's so so scary to see this, right? Because it's showing just because you have more resources, that means that you could get a degree, like have a twenty percent higher chance of getting a degree. It's so hard to me. It's like unfair. It's like some people are just born in situations that allow them to be more successful, and some people aren't born into situations, and like i can't believe that one third of people think it's laziness because it's really not it's lack of materials and i think the message we really want to send out to anyone who's listening Mm -hmm. is that this is a big issue and i think a lot of people say that oh, you can do whatever you want when you're born. But when you are born into this loophole without the help that you need, it's really, really hard. It's hard. And that's the way you were raised. And that's all you really know in life. So it's hard. And whether you're struggling with poverty or you're just someone who is securely in a financial situation, then I want you to know that this is real. This is happening. And we should help each other Mm -hmm. and just bring awareness to this. I also think... I remember we were talking about how kids who are in poverty were more likely to be, um, you know, in poverty when they're adults. Uh-huh. And according to its 2017 study, that's pretty recent, mm-hmm. by Bloomberg, um, it said just 16% of children who grew mm-hmm. up in poverty r- managed to become successfully are economically successful adults. 16%, that is less than a quarter. Probably now it's around 20 something, but still that is so small. That is less than a quarter. That is yeah. extremely small. 16% of children Yeah, that just goes to show you it's not something you can get out of that easily. Mm -hmm. It's not. I mean, it's so hard to get a job when you're in poverty. And it's not something you can just be like, oh, I'll just start a business if I'm in poverty and make it become a millionaire. Like, that's not how it works. Because you don't have resources. You don't have access to those things. You don't have access to a lot lot of the time. Yeah. When you're growing up in poverty, you have a lot to deal with. And you may not. A lot of people may not want to hire you because you have quote-unquote less qualifications which Mm -hmm. because just because you you know the graduate the graduation rate thing and everything we've talked about with like lack of resources and i also think another thing that goes along with that really like closely is um how like they're how do they do good in school i mean Uh not even just graduation rates because if you think about let's talk about the sat for example oh the sat sat Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest tests that will get you into it's huge Like. It, it plays a major role in like colleges yeah, especially now i feel like in the past yeah. decade it's become so important it's become and think about it a lot of rich people number one there's a lot of cheating going on yeah there <laughs> is. they so hire much. people to take the test for them they do whatever they can especially in i think a lot of kids oh, do yeah probably but also when you think about it if you're rich you can pay for like preparation courses mm-hmm. or like any any type of preparation you need for the sat whereas yeah. if you're living in poverty you don't have that extra money to pay for something like that you you can't so it's the people who are living in better financial situations are more prepared they got to study more than the people living in poverty yeah because the people in poverty they can study all they they can try to like google stuff on their phone but that will never compare to having a tutor there yeah personal tutor or something yeah Yeah. and that that that, if they score less on the SAT, which they probably will, considering their mm-hmm. resources, they're not yeah. going to get into a good college. And it has nothing to do with, like, intelligence levels. Yes. either. It's really just, like, how, what materials and resources yeah. you have access to. It's not even how smart you are. Yeah, and we're going to have another episode about, like, flaws in the public school system. Oh, yeah. But I think this yeah. really ties into poverty because that's such a big aspect of it. It is. It and is. why people, it's so hard. And that's to get why out. people in poverty might not get in as good of a college as someone not living in poverty. You know, they may have to go to community college or something. Yeah. Which, obviously, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like a lot of businesses, when they're hiring, they would take someone, say, yeah. from Harvard over, like, a community college. Yeah. And is, that's just how life is. It's not that right, is. But that's how I, it is. I mean, sadly, it is. Yeah. And I think another thing that we really, really need to, like, discuss is mm-hmm. students in school, their health oh because yeah their health yeah we talked about how they have less the chance of storing mm-hmm. well on tests but their yeah. health mentally and physically and physically is, yeah, yeah. I, mental and physical health are so important for success yes you know and they tie into like your literacy if you're mm-hmm. constantly thinking about like you're depressed and you're thinking about all these different things you're gonna have a hard time focusing oh yeah and you're gonna have concentration issues memory issues all these different things that mm-hmm. will affect your performance in school so i definitely think that health plays a factor in it and also another thing to tink- think about is these kids in poverty they don't have an access to like medical care as much they don't have yeah. as much access to nutrition which can affect right. your brain function too yeah i nutrition is important so they don't you know you're they're probably not taught proper nutrition or proper eating skills or they don't have access to enough food so if you're hungry Your brain is not going to work as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because it just affects the chemicals in your brain and like how your brain works. Yeah, it it also, like, because you're kind of like half conscious and you're not putting your full focus Mm -hmm. on something. Yeah. And that in turn affects your literacy development, it affects Mm -hmm. your language development, it affects your cognitive skills, Mm -hmm. it affects so many things. And this, this is a really good website. It's called edutopia.org uh-huh. and it's a blog and it's and it the title of this is how does poverty influence learning by mm-hmm. William Parrott and Kathleen Budge and you should really check it out cuz it talks yeah. a lot about Yeah, it. it talks about like how kids in poverty are more likely to deal with like mental and physical health struggles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so. so that's a big thing. And I think now that we've covered up that I also mm-hmm. really would like to talk about how race is such a big factor oh my god yeah yeah race plays as much as we may try to deny it race like racial issues are still prevalent in our society today so much and it's also not something that like being racist causes you to be in poverty but i think Mm -hmm. from the beginning we kind of had like that stigma that like um, um People of color should be put into, like... Yeah. Like, worse communities. Less conditions. And then now, in the future, where everyone's, like, kind of treated... Or, like, supposed to be treated... Supposed to be. (laughs) I mean, obviously, we're not all treated equally. Mm -hmm. But we're supposed to be treated equally. That that impact from so long ago is still staying with us. It's still... It's something that has stayed for so many years. Yeah. And so... According to you know Caroline Ratcliffe, my my main woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. She's great. Um, mm-hmm. very she, experienced lady. Yes. yes. So this study also talked a lot about um, you know how, how race affects a race your plays and plays a role in. Yeah, and it it's it she I think she really highlighted that people African Americans especially mm-hmm. they talked about um how african americans have the highest sort of poverty rate yeah poverty yeah. rate uh-huh and i think it i it also highlighted how white people are like ne- almost never in poverty i mean it depends i feel like it does but their poverty rate is so is it's a lot lower than black people definitely mm-hmm. and i feel like anyone no matter your race can be in poverty but black people especially i think
1: and also
0: hispanic people oh and yeah hispanic people um so looking at this um chart type thing (laughs) you know so Mm -hmm. it's looking at the relationship between family characteristics and adult Mm -hmm. achievement the percentage range and so for black hispanics um or black non-hispanics sorry i'm just (laughs) screwing up today that's okay (laughs) Um, gradu- under the category graduated high school by age 20, it's only 1.2. So that's Oh my god. That's That Whoa. that's the percentage change. So like That's crazy. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's kind of sad. Hispanic people, the percentage change is um 11.3, which is kind of crazy as uh, well. That is. That's disturbing. It is. Wow. And it's really It's really sad just Mm -hmm. seeing this. And I feel like as you can kind of see through the Black Lives Matter movement and racial movements that we've been taking part in in our country, um, race does play an impact on success. It Mm -hmm. really does. And it shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't. It shouldn't, but but it it still does. does. And it's not something that we really can control because it's been rooted in our country for Mm -hmm. so long. I feel like it's just rooted in the minds of our citizens. But... Obviously, we need to grow from that state of mind. Yeah. And also, like, looking here, like, mm-hmm. this statistic says that persistently poor black children are thirty five 38.5 percent likely uh-huh. to be persistently poor and then white children are only 4.3 percent likely to be persistently as of poor. 2015 and that is <sighs> insane that 4.3 to 38.5 think about that's that. like 10 times as much yeah it is it's, it is i think now it's around eight or seven but that's still a lot that's crazy it's i can't crazy. i cannot believe this and that just goes to show you that like racial discrimination in like racial issues and i feel like race definitely in and some this by the cases, way this isn't children only I, I children can't, only adult, I, 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 I don't even want to know the rates for adults <laughs> yeah and that just goes to show you that uh, race does play a part in poverty in it some does. scenarios it's... because of our country and we need to fix that we need to definitely do something yeah. about that yeah. so now that we got that over the percentages and all that after we get mm-hmm. back from the break we're gonna talk a little bit more about the impact of it all in the next episode, we're going to have two guest speakers, one of which will be the same person mm-hmm. from today, and then another one who's also very experienced. And just- yeah, and I feel like it's very interesting and important to have different points of views on the subjects, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And also, um, they're going to be from different areas, too. Mm-hmm. So so some areas are just naturally more in poverty yeah. than yeah, so we're gonna be talking about that next time. Yeah. So stay tuned for part two. Yes. But I think we should talk a little bit about how hard it is for kids in poverty to sort of um ask for help. Because right. they they mm-hmm. get I think a big factor is they are embarrassed. Embarrassment, yeah. I feel like if you're in poverty or dealing with poverty, you get embarrassed because you see all these other people who have these like great like Christmas presents wow. and great things and then you're like oh yeah and you just have a hard time talking about it and and it's hard opening up and a part mm-hmm. of that is like if you don't open up people will start treating you like like badly for your mm-hmm. for what you have like they'll make fun of it without knowing your situation yeah and that's such a terrible thing because i think people uh-huh. really need to be more empathetic i think empathy is so important in these types of situations mm-hmm. so do you have i I don't know if I necessarily have a personal experience with someone I know who has experienced poverty, but like, what about you? Do um, you- I I have actually, and I think in the embarrassment factor that we were talking mm-hmm. about ties into to it a lot. Oh yeah. So we were in gym class, I think, mm-hmm. and it was like I think either the last day of school or close to the last day of school, and we our gym instruct, gym instructor, gym teacher. teacher? I yeah, know. I don't know. Our PE teacher. He was. <laughs> telling us that there is someone in this room that is struggling so bad at home right now financially Mm -hmm. there's someone in this room that is struggling Mm -hmm. and I look around me and I think I had no clue that someone in this room isn't and you don't know who it is either because obviously if they didn't share their name they're probably embarrassed yeah and we don't really live in like an area that has a lot of poverty I mean our school necessarily I feel like our school is generally more like wealthy it's it's a public school but it it's also, like, the- I think it's in a nicer area yeah. of our, like, where we live. Of our community. So, yeah. So, it was kind of shocking to me to think that there was someone who was struggling that bad at our school. Mm-hmm. And I look around me, and I couldn't really pinpoint who it was. Yeah. And then it hit me. This person, she didn't really have. She or he. It could be. I mean, I know who it was. I mean, I had I kind of knew who it was, but oh, okay. that person they they didn't really have like any brand names. They were always mm. very kind of feisty, I think, which is a result of their upbringing, and it mm-hmm. really just and I kind of. I was like, okay. I mean, I was I was never like mean to them, but I also didn't really make an effort to mm, like to sit with understand them. their situation. Yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah. they're a person, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then after that, that totally changed my perspective on mm-hmm. everything. And a lot of people who are going through stuff, they might like like act out in certain ways Mm -hmm. when they really don't mean to they're just using that as a mechanism to like cope for their situation and that girl like i i noticed that sometimes she would like have get angry or like Mm -hmm. do things Mm -hmm. and i was like okay you know like that's just her personality but then i realized like that is a result of being in poverty. And yeah. it, it's it's so, it's like sad to me mm-hmm. that we make these assumptions about people yeah, and they're too embarrassed I, or like, they shouldn't be, but they're, it is like our stigma around It's like, you should be embarrassed. Our society, especially now with social media and stuff like that, we're so much more judgmental now without even getting to and know people. And we assume way too much. Oh yeah, we make way too many assumptions. And in general, we're just too judgmental we don't listen to people's stories before. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, like, say, someone I used to know had a really bad, like, home situation. yeah, And I feel like I didn't think about it back then, but I think about it more now. And I realize, like, their behavior, they lied sometimes or, like, you know yeah acted in certain ways and then i realized that was a result of their childhood and like the way they were raised yeah so so our message to you is to really be way more empathetic empathy is so important yet it's so lacking in our society yeah and empathy is such a an important emotion because that's how you like that's how you help people Mm -hmm, When you feel bad, like, when you feel, not necessarily feel bad, but just, like, when you understand them and, like, Mm -hmm. want to help them. And I think the first step to being empathetic is not making those assumptions. And And... I know that it's hard because everyone judges people. Yeah, it is. Like, that's just a natural human thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But a lot of the time, behavior, there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for it. And another thing I think is very important is noticing people's patterns like Mm -hmm. instead of just like I know this kind of ties in like with being judgmental but Mm -hmm. noticing people's like behaviors and like what like paying attention to what they're eating for lunch even Mm -hmm. and then when you understand that oh this person might be struggling at home what can I do to help them that is what ultimately will set you apart as being a better person yeah and I feel like observing like not Mm -hmm. just watching just actually observing Mm -hmm. and like understanding like if your friend is in terrible moods for this past month, if they you know just ask them like what's going on, you know, be empathetic and like tell them that you care. And I think that's definitely going to help them. And another thing is like um along with the judgment side of it, we judge them for their clothes, but there's also mm-hmm. other things. Like um mm-hmm. example is um premarital like teen birth. Teen birth, teen birth, yeah. Like if you see a teen mom, so many people make assumptions that they're oh, like, oh yeah, oh Somebody they're oh. like a slut or like, oh, <laughs> oh or lazy or yeah. They, ugh. but in reality, it could have been they they weren't taught correctly. They didn't have the resources to like, yeah, and they weren't informed not. about it. And yeah. and also they also like in people in poverty are more subject to rape. Also, oh, I think mm-hmm. that's important to talk about. Yeah, and it, okay here. Here is the um, statistic from our lovely Caroline Ratcliffe that I've never met before, but by amazing smart woman, (laughs) smart woman, and um, her statistic from twenty seventeen is that um, the never poor people that Mm -hmm. are like never poor have ninety six percent chance of not having a teen birth or a premarital Uh teen birth. And then um persistently poor people have a sixty four point four percent chance oh. of not having teen birth. So that means uh-huh. that So that's 46% like six percent of the time they're having they're parital teen birth. Yeah, and I think it's genuinely just like having to do with how they're taught in their lack of understanding yes and so like when people i i met actually i mean i didn't meet her but i was at the dentist's office mm-hmm. and i saw a teen mom and i think i mean i kind of was quick to judge i was like oh yeah God, that's i so bad a lot of people yeah. were like oh they made a mistake but and but i feel like teaching people how to be careful and yeah. like because i didn't know what she was going through i didn't know uh-huh. if she, like, Got raped, or she had like she was in poverty and she didn't have access to these things. And now I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, I we can't judge those people because we don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. And I feel like instead of immediately thinking, "Oh my god, they're terrible," think how can I help them?
1: Yeah, or like how can what I are they going through?
0: Yeah. Uh huh. And I feel like that's a lot of the time something we as a society need to work on. Mm-hmm. Instead of making judgments and assumptions, we should ask ourselves like. What can we do to make this better? Yeah. And also, what can we do to understand this I think a lot of people, we just judge easily. We're like, they're a bad person. They're a this, that, that, that. But we don't really know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. They could be struggling a lot. And I feel like poverty plays a big role in that because poverty is a real struggle, definitely. Mm -hmm. So to wrap up, our final messages to give out to all of you Mm -hmm. is to really notice things observe things Mm -hmm. and don't be judgmental yeah don't be judgmental because a lot of people have trouble uh, opening up about their situation and they're probably embarrassed which yeah we need to change that you shouldn't have to be embarrassed Mm -hmm. it's something that happens and that's fine and never make them feel Mm -hmm. like they're less than you just because they were born because they're they're not less than you at all Mm -hmm. not at all so i think another message is kindness I mean that sounds so cliche but I, like, know. I feel like it is important like treating people with kindness is so mm-hmm. important especially kids in poverty because they're dealing with a lot the last thing they need is for you to be teasing them or making fun of them and yeah and it, like Celine said it's they get embarrassed so mm-hmm. you know never force people to like open up yeah. about I feel things. like when you ask them about it just make sure you, to tell them that you're trying to help them. Yeah, and if they kind of resist, because a lot of people do have, like, those, they, Mm -hmm. it's a sore subject for them, which is extremely understandable. Just, like, don't pressure it too much. Yeah, I feel like, try to do it in a way that they feel comfortable sharing. Mm -hmm. And you can even Mm -hmm. do it, like, without asking them. You could just do little things, like, you could give them them Yeah, you could give them your sandwich at lunch, you know? Yeah, like, make an extra sandwich, like, do Uh what you need to do, but, Always remember right. to be empathetic and to understand that if they mm-hmm. have behavior changes, that might just be a result of what ha- what's happening. Yeah, right and now. just be aware that this is happening to a lot of kids, mm-hmm. a lot of kids so just keep your eyes open for it try to help find ways that you can help yeah and, then, and we'll be talking about that a lot in our next oh yeah episode. like how you can help if how can you how you can help yourself how you can help others yeah stuff like that. so stay tuned for the next episode we're going to be talking a lot about different programs they mm-hmm. offer at school things right. you can do things that you more privileged kids can do for the kids in poverty things kids in poverty can do the resources that they can get to help themselves mm-hmm. and we're gonna be talking about a lot of yes all Um, right and also check out our resources and Mm -hmm. make sure to check out our website yes so thank you so much for listening bye bye